Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Matois Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Pasha's Matois. Our Aliyah talks about dividing the spoils. So we've just finished the battle against Midian. Moshe Benu has just clarified about some of the laws of purifying the vessels and now is about dividing the spoils. Our Aliyah is 17 Psukim, running from Perak Lamed Eh, Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Chofei to Mem Aleph. Let's take a, take a look at a brief summary and then we'll look at some deeper points to ponder. So first First, we have the command of Hashem to El- El- Moshe with Elazar and other leaders to count the spoils in humans and animals. The spoils are then to be split up in half between the soldiers and the population for the soldiers keeping half and the rest of the population keeping the other half. However, there is going to be a tax. So a tax to Hashem, which is going to be from the half that goes to the soldiers, one five hundredth of it belongs to uh, of the people and the animals belongs to Elazar, the Kohanim. And from the tax of the half going to the nation of Israel, one fiftieth of humans and animals will go to the Levian. So this is a truma and a maaser, it seems. And that's what, that's what happens. And we hear the numbers. The numbers are tabulated. They, they managed to get from the Midianites six, uh, 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 human beings. These are the younger ladies who remain from the war effort. And we hear about them halving the numbers between the army and the population. And in the half that belongs to the armies, we hear about the tax of 1,500, which turns out to be 675 sheep, 72 cows, 61 donkeys, and 32 humans who are, who are given to the Kohanim and to, uh, under the auspices of Elazar HaKoyen, and that is our Aliyah. Some basic points to ponder. So why is there a tax to Hashem in this battle and not in previous battles? In Parshas Chukas we saw that there was a battle on the east bank of the Jordan against Sihon and Og, who were Amorite nations, and there there didn't seem to be this whole business about how the taxation worked for the conquest. The Ramban explains because this was a war of vengeance of Hashem as well. This wasn't just about conquest, getting through the, the place. These are people who had attempted to spiritually defame the people and they succeeded. 24,000 Jews lost their lives because of this and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is getting vengeance. So part of that is recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this battle as well. Now, why do the soldiers get more per capita than the rest of the populace? So the Bible says the question is the opposite way around. Usually, it's the people who roll up their sleeves and get into the mud and go to war who are the ones who get the spoils, not the people back at home. The, the, what the unique nuance is here is, is that um, those who are back home even get something because their tfilos, their prayers, were instrumental in the success in the material battle as well. Notice, by the way, as the Malvin points out, there's no preferential treatment for sergeants or any officer corps in the army. They all get the same amount. So it's not like, you know, the generals and the colonels and the majors and the captains. No, everybody gets the same. Now, why is the tax higher in the half that belongs to the army than the, 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 to the population than that of the army? Okay, right? So the half that belongs to the, um, to the army, only one five hundredth is given to the Kohanim, and of the half that goes to the population, one fiftieth is given to the Levium. So the Mammon explains the population sent one fiftieth of their men. Think about that. 12,000 army age men were sent, but they had 600,000 men, which is one fiftieth. So in the same way they, they dedicated one fiftieth of their men, they are dedicating one fiftieth of the spoils, which are attributed to them as well. Then there will have to be a maaser and a maaser, which means that there needs to be a tenth of that goes to the Kohanim, and that's the one five hundredth, which is a tenth of the fiftieth, which goes to the Kohanim. Right? So just to appreciate there's a maaser of their men, there's a maaser of what they get, and there's also a truma, which is, so to speak, the maaser and a maaser going to the Kohanim over here. 
Chizkuni takes us one step further and he points out that if you look at the families of Levi, there are five families in the, the tribe of Levi, and of them, one half of the families of Yitzhar are actually Kohanim, which essentially means that of the Levium in population, one-tenth of the Levium are actually Kohanim at this point in time, which matches the percentages. So the Kohanim are getting one five-hundredth and the Levium are getting one-fiftieth because of the population sizes as well. So everything matches up. Now, why do we need to know the numbers of the halves? Meaning, can't we do the math ourselves? If you look, the, the Torah goes to such lengths to describe how, um, how this is the number of the half, and this is the number of the percentage of one five hundredth. We, can't we do that ourselves? So the Ramban is to demonstrate that no one or no animal died during this process. It was miraculous that everything stayed st- stayed the same. The Rachama Kodesh goes on to, to add that it's also to demonstrate that the percentage was internal and not external. Meaning, the y- 1,500th came from the full amount. What does that mean? So let's say when I talk about a quarter of a pie, it could mean one of four pieces of that pie. That's internally. Or it could mean one quarter of the pie could mean one of five pieces of the pie. So one compared to the four is a quarter of what remains. So we're saying it's internal rather than external, which is why the numbers needed to be run to demonstrate that particular point. This closes um, Revi'i. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.